My name is Sarah Dudnitz, and you're listening to PR Hangover, a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PR SSA chapter. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of PR Hangover. Before I get started, I just want to thank some of our Create-A-Thon sponsors. So if you've never heard of Create-A-Thon, it's something really cool that our student-run PR firm here at Grand Valley gets to be a part of. And it's essentially a 24-hour public relations marathon where students get to create real public relations campaigns for local nonprofits and other clients. So it's awesome. And we just wanted to give a shout out to some of our sponsors, which are the Grand Valley State University School of Communications, the Grand Valley State University College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and Robert Johnson with Freestir Public Affairs, Experience, GR, and Sabo Public Relations. So thank you guys so much for helping and sponsoring with this event. We really appreciate it. All right, today I'm here with Adrian Wallace, the one and only. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about who you are? Sure. Um, I'm an assistant professor here at Grand Valley. I'm the PRSSA um, advisor, the grand PR advisor. Um, I'm the internship coordinator for our major program and ad and public relations and a partridge in a pear tree. I don't know all the things. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah. I do a lot of student support in a lot of different areas. Um, I teach bookend classes here. So like campaigns intro and then campaigns, um, capstone. And I've taught every class we have except, uh, media planning, so mm. I'm sort of, I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> you know it all. <laughs> awesome. So you said you're the internship yes. coordinator. Yes, yep, I'm so the coordinator for the major. Mm-hmm. You sort of get to see the good and the bad and the everything with I know all the things Yes. about internships. So mm-hmm. obviously they're required for yep. students at our yeah. major and a lot of students really um, mm-hmm. nowadays. So. Um, but they can really be a hassle. I know I can speak from personal yep. experience trying to find them, set them up, all of the logistics, not just for students, but for the business. For sure. So oh, coordinating absolutely. them and hosting them as well. Yep. Um, so let's start with the student side of things. Sure. What have you seen that works well, doesn't work well? What advice yeah. do you have? So I have kind of a unique perspective in this matter, too, because um, when I was a practitioner, um, we had lots and lots of interns at 834. Um, and our program evolved from, you know, like one or two to like sometimes in the height of like a spring or summer event season, we might have like eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was insane and they were wonderful and we couldn't have done, we couldn't have scaled in those days without them. Mm -hmm. We really couldn't have. Um, and as we kind of, you know, we started on the model in that time too, where we, we didn't have really the money to pay them. So we didn't. And we talked about that all the time. And one of the goals by the end of, I think, our second internship year was that we wanted to be able to offer a stipend. And that Mm -hmm. stipend went on for a while. And, you know, now as a matter of practice, they're paid hourly um, at that firm because Kim knows that that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what she does. Um, But in the beginning, we couldn't do that. Like, we couldn't even afford to pay ourselves. (laughs) So my perspective is... um, you know, kind of twofold here. One, I've been an internship coordinator on a site um, for public relations, and now I'm the internship coordinator for our major program. So my advocacy has kind of changed, but the experience hasn't really because students are students and hosts are hosts and the whole world still spins round and round. But, um, you know, there's the fair share of horror stories from a student perspective. And despite your best efforts to vet and 
really trying to find like the appropriate place to put and practice your skills, sometimes you're not going to get a good fit or that internship host might not understand even how to utilize an intern, which sometimes is, is more so the case. Like it's a lot faster to do the work yourself, even if it's more work than you can maybe handle in a week. Because as an internship host, you have to train, proof, edit, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. Like it is a training program, basically. And you have to be ready for that. Because, I mean, you don't know what you don't know when you're an intern. And as a host, it's really like training um, an employee that is going to leave after six or 12 weeks. Right. So it's really difficult. And to add to that is sort of the classic um, cat mouse where students are paying the university for credits. The internship host is teaching the student. The university is like I'm monitoring the progress and coordinating what's happening and grading. And nowhere does the intern host get money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very (laughs) true. They just are spending time, you know, helping our students, which thank God for them. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that does, you know, put a strain financially and time on firms. So that is a perspective we do have to understand and consider when we are engaging with um, hosts. But from a student perspective, I mean, the horror stories, I mean, you've heard them. You're in the, you're in the college. So, um, you know, the worst experiences are the ones where the um, internship host hasn't made a plan for that intern and is just going to use them to do kind of all the crappy work they don't want to do. And that is, um, not that there's not crappy work in public relations sometimes. <laughs> there's different kinds of crappy work. Because there absolutely is. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it's not, you know, like your experience shouldn't be wholly negative mm-hmm. um, with just doing stuff that doesn't pertain to what it is that your future job will, you know, entail. So those that's the gist of the, you know, the worst of it is you get somebody that has, doesn't know how to use you um, properly or train you properly and doesn't have time for you. Neglect, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Neglect. Um, the best case scenarios are those that have like fully formed written programs, uh, measurement outcomes driven, you know, um, assessment um, that are open with interns and are really, you know, eager to do that. But not they don't they're not always advertised that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone thinks they have the greatest internship program. And so every student is going to want to try that. Another sort of issue that we run into is like. Believe it or not, students procrastinate, Sarah. What? <laughs> this is shocking. You heard it here first. <laughs> I know. Spoiler alert. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned as early as possible. So you'll find yourself, you know, you'll find a student is really scrambling to obtain an internship someplace. And as a result, they're not getting a quality one because those are gone. Yeah. Um, I mean... The best programs are hiring at least a semester before they need you because they want to have a process. There's an interview process, a tour. Like there's, it's like a regularly vetted employed sort of job. Um, and they're looking for fit. But there's also ones out there that masquerade as, I don't know, like marketing jobs, but really are direct sales jobs where unwittingly you find yourself like at a booth in a Costco selling windows. I mean, like that happens. That has happened. Mm -hmm. That happened last semester to a student. So it's kind of a buyer beware situation. And career service is amazing. As soon as I find, as soon as something like that happens, I go to them and I'm like, they need to go out of the system, out of handshake, banned forever into the best goodbye. They're never, you know. Because, like, if you can't honestly portray, then there's nothing wrong with sales. It's a perfectly fine career. Right. 
But like, don't pretend that you're hiring for public relations and advertising when you're like selling cocoa knives door to door. That's not the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's perfectly great careers in sales out there, but that is not a PR job. That is not an advertising job. And stop advertising them as such. Not okay. Um, there's also sort of like scammy, spammy, weird places out there that like pop up in a Kentwood office building on the first floor occupying seven suites that are just like mass hiring salespeople. Mm -hmm. Again, not sales is not a bad job, but like, that's not what you're, what you went in looking for. And that's not what the job description said. And that's not what the website said. It's like young people playing ping pong and like an office building in New York City because it's stock photography. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen these. Yes, it is things. a sham. Yeah. Um, but there are ways you can, like, mediate that. Ex- you can avoid that. Mm-hmm. You have to be smarter than the website. Like, you have to try. Be it can't, proactive. You know, you have to, like, research. yeah, look up right. the reviews. I mean, Glassdoor, they change names every six months or whatever because they're found out and... So, I mean, all of those types of experiences can be, you know, difficult or problematic. If you put off trying to find a quality one, you're not going to get probably the best quality one. Um, Also, if you don't know what you want to do, you do kind of have to decide, at least for an internship, to try one uh, one thing, firm, corporate, nonprofit, whatever. And your internship doesn't have to be the job you do forever. It just has to be the job you do maybe this summer. Um... Or like, you know, fall semester or whatever. So I think that a lot of the paralysis sometimes in students lies with this indecision because they don't know what they want to do. And it's fine. You're not supposed to know what you want to do when you're like 20. I mean, I'm 40-something and I don't know what I want to do. Who knows? (laughs) Who Who knows? I know, yeah. So I think like, you know, just this idea of proactivity um, from a student's side is super critical. Mm -hmm. Like... Start making a spreadsheet with all the places that you're looking at. And, you know, I've, to- I've talked to you about this. I've talked to everybody about this that I can get my hands on usually. And that's just to say, like, start thinking about what experience you want to craft. And if it doesn't exist, like, let's try to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've worked on LinkedIn with an employer and a student to make one because they didn't have one. And, like, giving the employer the confidence to say, you can totally do this. It's, like, not a big deal. Um, but, and here's, here are some recommendations on how to make that happen. And this student is looking for this and you need this. So like, let's pair you guys up Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And if you don't like it, you can stop after a semester. That's okay. You just have to endure, you know, 150 working hours with this person, which really isn't that much. It's really not bad. Yeah. No. And in fact, like lots of our students, lots and lots of them, like over 50% of them, um, take more than one internship and we can do that through our curriculum, which is really awesome because I mean, as you know, practical experience is so important and we get that in classes, but like doing it on your own, you know, outside of a group setting, right. In a work environment, right. With your like training wheels off and like having to get there at 8am every day, like all of that, like prepares you for like the real world, the place we keep telling you about that you'll (laughs) end up in that, you know, ironically, is now and here, and right. you're all experiencing it. So, <laughs> very true. <laughs> I mean, I think like we have to think of interns of internships and interns more or less like a job mm-hmm. and less like an experiment, right? Um, <laughs> because we want everyone to succeed and we want everyone to feel good about it, and it's okay if at the end you're like, yeah, nonprofit's not for me, or. Mm-hmm. 
corporate relations aren't, you know, aren't for me or I whatever. I, I had one professor who said the best internships are the ones that help you take something off the oh, list. Oh, for sure. The ones that you learn that's yeah. not what I want to do. Correct. So yeah. like the, the yes, I love this list and the no, I hate this never again list are both equally as important mm-hmm. in deciding what you're doing moving forward. And it's important, like you're just, this is whole thing is this journey of self, not, you know, understanding who you are and that's not all going to be affirmative. Um, sometimes it's going to be like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. no way. So when students find themselves, you know, a couple weeks into an internship and they realize this oh, God. sucks yeah. and I hate this right. and this is not at all what I thought I was signing sure. up for. What do they do then? What are those steps? Yeah. I mean, you can always drop an internship. That's the, if you were proactive, you probably are sitting pretty and you probably did one like maybe your junior year after you completed your 300 level classes and you probably have time. And if it's not good for you, you can get rid of it like any other class. Um, However, if you cannot, and this is like, nope, this is the one time I get to do this and the one time I have planned for it and I didn't make any contingency plan, then like, I mean, it's like any other relationship. You have to nurture it and talk about problems as they come up and really kind of have this, like, relationship with that host in order to say, like, I just am not feeling this. Like, how can we design this so I'm doing more of this or less of that? And is that even possible? And if it's not, then you only have to invest 150 hours in something that is, you know, probably not hurting you. Mm -hmm. Um... And you're learning, hopefully, about it, um, about how it's affected you, and you have some, you know, you have something to take from it. Um, and if it, you know, if you're able to make that change or to open the eyes of the employer or whatever it is, um, they might just not know. I mean, it's perfectly reasonable for an internship supervisor that is twice your age to not really understand you. Yeah. I mean... And there is no universal handbook for having no, an internship. So no, are, it just know. wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. So, you know, my recommendation is always, um, you know, advocate for yourself and not be afraid of adults. I mean, like, you're also an adult technically by law over 18 years old. So, you know, we're all in the same boat and they're probably just as nervous as you are and don't know what to expect. And I think, like, the... Uh, age-old secret is like young people in college are always like afraid of you know practicing Mm -hmm. you know practitioners and whatnot and the truth is like they're kind of afraid of you too so (laughs) we could just all be like cool we don't know what to expect and that that's not fear that that's just like nerves or a little bit of anxiety from the process but like no one's gonna hurt anybody I mean Mm -hmm. we're not operating on live people or animals I mean like there's nothing to be like there's no real downside to not having it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is part of the experience. Yeah. You're not going to love every job you have either. No, that's a really good point. So, and learning how to bring that up in a, oh, a yeah. healthy, confrontational way. Exactly. I think is a skill that right. students need. And, and I would even challenge your wording there because it's not even confrontational. It's conflict. Yeah. And, like, conflict doesn't have to be negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, and in 220, we talk about this a lot, like what's competition versus like, what does that look like? And I think like, uh, if we, it's not, not everything is negative. We all have worst case scenario painted in our brains all the time about literally everything in life. Cause thanks to the internet, but, um, and Dr. WebMD, et cetera. But, um, I think that a little bit of this is just like, we're all human beings. Everybody was young once. (laughs) I mean, you know, 
it's not a perfect science. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't mind readers. They're not going to know what you need until sometimes you're able to articulate what your needs are, which is really important mm-hmm. to understand when you're young, how to articulate ideas and need and advocate for yourself professionally. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be like a whiner about it. You shouldn't complain about everything. You should just like actively, con- you know, create situations where you can get constructive criticism and also dish it out. Mm-hmm. Um, because the employer needs that too. I mean, they're not there just pretending like they do everything right all the time. I mean, I would hope not. I mean, maybe sometimes, but everybody's learning. Um, and I don't think anyone wants to harm anybody, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there's just this like idea of fear with anything that's new. Yeah. And the unknown. Yeah. And we kind of have to like dial that down a little Mm -hmm. because perspective and experience would tell us that that's not like the worst thing that's ever going to happen. Right. Right. Big, big picture. <laughs> right. This internship is Exactly. Not the end it's of the just world. like all one thing. Right. So four, three credits usually, you know, it's <laughs> it's not the end all the all yeah, or exactly. the end of the world. Nothing will happen. I right. mean, it's just like do the best you can. And you're right. The employers want it to be a positive experience. Of course. Too. And they probably want to learn from you, which yeah. is something that not a lot of twenty somethings in undergraduate land like think about is mm-hmm. what you can actually teach your host or your employer. Yeah. To flip it a little bit to more of the employer side, what advice do you have for them? I know we've hit it on a little, but to yeah. create a good environment. Sure. So, I mean, for, first and foremost, you have to be willing to talk to young people and mm-hmm. to let them advocate for themselves and to underspe- understand their perspective and to accept generational differences are not... Um, non-negotiables, mm-hmm. um, that perspective comes from all sorts of different, um, avenues basically. And you have to be able to talk to young people. Like you can you have to be able to also listen and hear them. So like, you've ever been in a conversation where you're like pretty sure the other person is like, they're like looking at you and they're nodding every once in a while, but there is no way that Absolutely. they're listening to in you. They are hearing yeah. your words. Um, So I'm saying, like, you have to be willing to have the conversation, but also listen, Mm -hmm. absorb, process, contribute. Um, That's really important. It's a busy time for everybody, um, but uh, interns do a lot of work um, for usually very little pay Mm -hmm. under the guise of experience, right? You're gaining valuable experience, uh, which is sometimes the case, not always. But I would say, like alleviate any frustrations from the very beginning by simply having a conversation one when they show up the first day or within the first couple of hours or whatever about their job description and the duties that are um, going to be evaluated and how they'll be evaluated just like an employee mm-hmm. I mean they're basically an employee under the law <laughs> almost we'll talk about that in a minute too um, the second thing I would say and this is something that I harp on all the time is pay them mm-hmm. for God's sakes Amen. Pay them. They show up regularly. They're doing the best that they can. You're teaching them. I get it. It's like a drain on resources for a business or a company. I totally understand that. I've been there. I don't, it's not like I'm pretending that doesn't exist. I used to be the person that had to put all of my stuff on the side and train the interns and then come back and do my regular job. That is real. Mm -hmm. But you get through it (laughs) because it's so much more valuable to have a, a more numerous or a more voluminous workforce than it is to um, just do things on your own. I mean, you hired an intern because you need their help. Right. 
Um, so pay them. I mean, for God's sakes. And you can do that in um, a whole bunch of different ways. We have um, some um, internship hosts that pay the student's credit fee. We have, like, their tuition. We have some that pay, um, let's say, like, a, like almost like a project fee or um, some kind of uh, fee based on the semester. We have some people, mo I would say most of them that are paid are paying hourly. Mm -hmm. um, you can do stipend work. You could say like it's 150 a week or whatever. Um, but I mean, it doesn't take a lot to show the intern that you are invested. And I will, I mean, I don't have any like document or science to back this up, but I would damn well bet that if you as a student are getting paid, you're taking that a little bit more seriously. You probably have more obligations set aside for that person that's willing to pay you. Um, I don't think people understand how far away Allendale is. <laughs> that is so true. Like, Absolutely. just to get to the city is 13 miles. Yep. If you're interning at Amway and Ada, I mean, that's like another 20, I mean, that's a, that's a good part of investment for mileage and, yeah. and Gas gasoline money. and yeah. You know, that kind of, and just time in general. So, and uh, Amway does pay their interns, just a disclaimer there. But, um, you know, I think that we kind of miss that sometimes because, you know, when we were interns walking uphill in the snow, barefoot both ways to school, um, we didn't get paid either. And so, like, it's not okay to continue sort of that, like, line of abuse, honestly. Yeah, Things no, are absolutely. different now. Um, and, we're, and we're asking a lot more of interns than we ever did. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my internship, I drove to Lansing. I didn't get paid three days a week in the summertime. You drove from here to Lansing? Yep, I sure oh, did. My. That was my internship. Goodness. Yeah, not paid. And I didn't expect to be paid, but it would have been really nice if someone would have given me just gas money even. Absolutely. I mean, for the, you know, kind of out loud. Anyhow, um, also, the, there's a law involved here. Like, um, the uh, United States Department of Labor... Um, put together this really great fact sheet, which we'll put in the show notes or something, but that shows how internship programs are supposed to behave <laughs> under Good. the Labor Good. Law Act for fair labor standards. And it's important to understand what that means because if you're, a, especially if you're a for-profit employer, you have to pay people for their work. And that includes students. Um, if they meet like this test of like seven points or whatever, and you can look at the beneficiary test, if you're the prime, if the employer is the primary beneficiary of the work rendered from you, they need to pay you. Mm -hmm. That's the law. It just makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it works. like, yeah, right. literally dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to understand that that um, is, I mean, that's labor law. Come on, you guys. Can't, you can't right, argue with that, that is, right? We could end the podcast there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> drop the mic. Um I think the third thing I would say is have regular check-ins with your employers that are supervising and also the interns so that if you're like the manager or the director, you're communicating with both the intern and whoever is supervising them. And that might be you. But just having um, a little bit of mentorship built in is really critical, I think, to growing um, young people into better young people. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys want that. You're like literally starving for it. I think that's the most valuable thing that I've taken from um, my internship experience is sitting down and having those conversations. And right. And it could be around out. a lunch table. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like a formal evaluation. It could just be like you pop into their cube and you sit down for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, they need, like, you guys need to know that like they care about you and what you do matters. And, yeah. um, 
you know, if you have a question, you should be able to ask it and not feel weird about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, I also think that the employer should ask for feedback. Uh, that's not, not going to be like the most popular talking point I have probably, <laughs> but, um, you know, find out how you can improve the internship process and experience, find out how you can improve process, mm-hmm. find out how you can, you know, improve messaging. I mean, um, I think millennials are in Gen Z are the largest living generation at the moment. Right. So like, that's a target probably for somebody. So like, let's talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you reach yourself? <laughs> What would you do to get you to buy this? You know, like, I think it's funny. I always joke with um, my husband works for a local firm and I'm like, can you imagine the racket that could be like where students are the expert on themselves? And like, that's the research, right? You call them in, right? This is like a whole line of research that nobody's really considered where it could just be like, you know, focus group style and you get 10 people in a room and like, it's just like Gen Z and millennials just dropping knowledge all the time about, I don't know, TikTok or whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I do know a lot about TikTok. <laughs> I do love TikTok. Um, and then, like, uh, offer offer the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, make sure that you're giving feedback that can be operationalized, mm-hmm. not just, like, I don't like it, it's ugly. Okay, well, like, what about this thing that I made for you? Is it, What do you mean by ugly? Is it, like, not the right brand? St- like, be specific about your feedback. And um, I get it. Like, as an employer, you're not an educator. That's, like, not what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in this role, you do play that. And so helping, it's just all of our, like, it is our responsibility to create better employees for the next Mm -hmm. round. You know what I mean? And we know how we were treated. I'm Gen X. We know how we were treated in internships. It wasn't great. Um, and just being able to like make it better. I mean, I don't like this concept of like paying it forward or whatever. Like we should be preparing you better than we felt like we were prepared. Well, yeah, everyone benefits from for sure. us being better. Yeah, and you're a huge workforce. workforce. I mean, you yeah. guys are like a mammoth workforce. Mm-hmm. There's so many of you. Um, and like eventually you're going to be our bosses anyway. So we may as well be nice to you. <laughs> Watch out, world. <laughs> So like, but there's that's win-win right there. Um, I feel like also, you know, training. Um, I used to think of it this way when I worked in firm life. I want to train you as an internship to be in an internship to be so good that if I'm working next to you, I'm not worried about you. Mm-hmm. And we do work together flawlessly or easy or it's both quality work and we can depend on each other. It should be more team driven and less, you know, someone's performing a service for somebody else sort of um, this mentality. So I think... Um, you know, if we, we're kind of different at Grand Valley in our NPR um, major program, we require an internship. Um, you have to have one to graduate three credits or more. And if you're like, if you're an employer out there thinking this is like your thing or you want to like improve your program as it is, like we're happy to like talk to you about what that looks like or offer suggestions from, you know, from a student perspective. I mean, I'm sure I could have get some feedback from some people like you that have had good and bad and all the things in between internships um, about how to do that. Mm -hmm. And we would be happy to do that because I think it's all of our responsibility to make better experiences Mm -hmm. happen to provide for a better workforce. I mean, that's the end game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should pick a Grand Valley intern because we care about this process too. And our students have clients in every single class and you know they're they're prepared in writing and also creative and it's different here yeah it's different here i agree
So on that note, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much, Adrian. For sure. I hope you've enjoyed listening to PR Hangover. If you'd like, you can give us a follow on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA, and you can check out our show notes at GVPRSSA.com.